to the Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace. Sometimes I feel like giving up. It seems like my best just ain't good enough Lord if you hear me I'm calling you do you see do you care all about what I'm going through and then he said one more day one more step see I'm prepared myself and when you can't hear my voice please trust my plan I'm the Lord I see and yes I understand but sometimes I feel like I'm all alone I'm just like a stranger so far from Feel like I've done all that I can do Please Lord give me strength I'm just trying to make it through That's when he told me
this week's Grace Perspective. Looking in the mirror every day, and I had to ask myself some very hard questions. The questions were, how did I get here? What happened? What's gonna happen next? The hardest of those questions was, how did I get here? The answer was even more brutal. The answer was, I drove here. I had something to do with the situations and circumstances that had become my life. I drove here, but that was a key because, whoa, well, if I drove here, I can drive out of here. Business or life. If I drove here, then I can drive out of here. You cannot change something until you own it. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Grace Cafe where we talk about real stuff in real times, real situations with real people, but from the perspective of God's grace. It is awesome to be back. I got my man back, RG360. Uh, and uh, we are going to start this out with prayer. Father God in heaven, well, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for another opportunity to delve into your word, Lord, and get some understanding, some, you know, some enlightenment from your word and what you have done for us. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for our families, Lord God. We thank you for protecting our families and providing for our families, Lord God. As we get into today's topic, Lord God, let it resonate in someone's heart, in someone's mind. Help them to understand, God, that you are always for us and never against us. The enemy comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, Lord God. But you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And we thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice that you made for us, for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, so... Welcome back. We are, this is our 20th episode. Praise God. Because for real, I didn't think we were going to be doing this episode, but I'm thankful to be here today. And uh, in, in my opinion, uh, living this life is, is, living this life is full of questions questions that should be asked and always will be asked and today our, our show is a question and that question is where God at you know I'm, the reason why um, I'm at this at this premise is because a few months ago something happened in my life and it kind of sent me into a tailspin and I couldn't understand why or what was going on and I think this question is pretty much relevant to people on both sides both sides of the spectrum whether they're saved or whether they're not I think the question is when things go wrong or there's turmoil in people's lives that the question you know God where you at you know what's, what's, what's good what's up um so um, the reason why my situation threw me into a tailspin is because I thought that everything was going well and 
you know, so when it happened, I uh, I kind of I kind of shut down because I didn't understand it, and uh, a few days after it happened, I talked to my pastor, and she was like, "What's up?" And I couldn't even I couldn't even speak on it because I didn't get it, I didn't understand it, I didn't know what was going on, so I kind of like shut down. And then I, uh, uh, so I did, I did what I do. I prayed and I asked questions and I asked God these questions. And just, just to be clear, the dilemma or the situation went on for months, two or three months or something like that. And so in that time, I've been praying, I've been seeking God, which is, you know, one of the things that he tells us to do. In Matthew 6.33, it tells us to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And, and it said that all these things will be added unto you. And that's, you know, uh, but I didn't really get an understanding until I went to uh, uh, attended Bible study. And in Bible study, you know, um, because when turmoil comes, it's like uh, it's an attack on your, one, your identity, and then it's an attack on your faith. And so what, um, when I went to Bible study, this is what jumped out at me. And that says Isaiah 54 and 17, which reads, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. And this is the catch. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, what I got out of that was... What was going on with me was a weapon that mm. was formed against me by the enemy. So when you went to Bible study, that's when you got the uh, the revelation yeah. of that scripture. Yeah. Well, that's when you got the total revelation Absolutely. supported by the scripture. You right. said Isaiah 54? Uh, Isaiah 54, oh. uh, 17. And so um, uh, I, think, I think we think that we're as Christians anyway we think that we're immune to trouble really like trouble is not supposed to touch us because or or we'll play that game or we'll 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 wear that mask or put up that facade that all is well and all is not well but that's interesting because well I can't uh -huh. I can't assume because uh, I'm saying you and I both know, excuse me. <clears throat> that said, we'll be slaughtered like sheep. You know what I'm saying? Who said that? Is it a word? That we'll be slaughtered like sheep? Yeah, I mean, you know what it says about how we'll be you know, for like Christ's sake, we'll be slaughtered like sheep. You know, um, and then there's several scriptures that popped in my mind. I, I don't know that. I got to get the exact one, but I know it's in, 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 in reference to being slaughtered like sheep. Well, here's the thing about that scripture. As 
as Christians under grace, we're not slaughtered like sheep. We're blessed. Okay. We're blessed. And um, trouble, trouble will cause people to uh, digress from that point. That we're Even blessed. though that scripture, you're saying. Yes. But, so that's not, I mean, this could this be clear to someone listening or watching? It says it, but. Where does it say it? Is it cut? No, I'm, hold on. Let me, um, see, this is what happens when you have a super apostle. Get out of <laughs> You have a super apostle, but it, what, what that does is it makes you, um, why are you looking? Why are you looking for that? I know. I think I know. What you, I know what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, and, and and forgive me for if I'm paraphrasing it wrong. Nah, you you get it. That's why they got Google. Okay. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's my pastor say. What they say? Okay, Google. <laughs> Just look it up in Google. So, um, the thing is, is that people think that trouble is an opportunity to panic, but. Trouble is not an opportunity to panic. It's an opportunity to pray. It's an opportunity to uh, get with God and talk to him and ask him, you know, what is this? What am I to learn from this? Where am I going from here? What's next? You know, um, 2 Corinthians. Okay, it's, it says Hebrew. It's, it's in Hebrew? It says, well... The Wikipedia says, like sheep to the slaughter is a phrase that refers to the idea that Jews went passively to their deaths during the Holocaust. That's what you know, the premise is. It derives from a similar phrase in the Hebrew Bible, which depicts uh, martyrdom in both Jewish and Christian religious traditions. Um, Romans. No, Psalm 44, 22. Okay. So that's um, that's Old Testament though. Right, right. Uh, okay, I understand. You say Old Testament already. Okay, I understand. That's Old Testament. Okay, and so uh, under the premise of grace, uh, we're not we're not we're not cursed. Right. You know what I'm saying. Okay. So um, trouble is an opportunity for us to pray. It's an opportunity for us to seek God. And it's an opportunity to be in relationship with God. And so um, when we are in when we are in situations as opposed to thinking negatively about the situation because you I mean you pretty much have what you say. Right. And so if you have what you say and you you get into this woe is me you know mode and why this happening to me uh, as opposed to taking a different route and saying, okay, God, this is happening. How am I supposed to proceed from here? What is it that you want me to do? And Romans ten seventeen tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing <clears throat> by the word of God. And this whole thing is pretty much about relationship you know it's re it's our relationship with God and it doesn't matter how long something goes on the trust 
or the faith that we have that God has already taken care of everything that we will ever need. Doesn't matter what what's going on. God has already taken care of it. He's taking care of healing. He's taking care of deliverance. He's taking care of prosperity. When we get to or through those things, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it, I believe that it's when we get an understanding of the finished works of Christ that this stuff is already done. And I'm just supposed to stay in the same mindset that it's already done until it's done, actually done. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, because what happens is, um, see, you know, and I hate, I don't want to take a detour off the road we on because if I'm understanding correctly, this whole, the whole premise of your life, when the grace message or movement begin to resonate in your life and take root in your life and then took over your life. This is something that I believe 95% of Christians don't understand the, the movement of grace. Um, you don't hear it preach, but since you introduced me to Andrew Womack, Creflo Dollar, do I want to say Kenneth Copeland? Yeah. Okay, those guys. Yeah. Um, you can say what you want because we know that um, you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be, you know, it's one thing for, oh gosh, um, the spirit is moving. It's one thing that Christ already stood on the cross to atone for all our sins. So I like to use the term, you know, pray goose sauce. It's already in there. Everything, what you're saying is already covered in that cistern of grace. Yeah. So, 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 so it, it, it's kind of strange and peculiar that this grace movement hasn't um, blossomed in more mainstream because when you say the grace movement, your spirit almost quickens under familiar theology that, oh, we got to pray for healing. Well, based on the grace movement, it's already been covered, but your spirit man wants to, or the conscious mind wants to go back to a whole bunch of scriptures, right? But the grace movement covers that. Not saying I'm giving you license not to read the word, but the grace movement covers all that. Because we'll try to find a thousand scriptures on one thing. Yeah, let's not say grace movement. Let's say okay, okay, okay. Grace, let's say the grace message. The grace message, right? That's what it is. It's, it's, well, we hope it's, it's a, a movement that, that that because because with a movement, um, movements change. You see what I'm saying? In a certain sense, where we get people like um, Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, me too, and you see how they have mushroom. Nike is a movement. Apple's a movement. It's a well. I say I should say it's a culture. 
But grace is not a movement. It's a person. Right. Grace is a person. And that person is Jesus. So right. if we look at it in a sense that... Uh, but think about it. Jesus was is, is, is still a movement there because we try to get people to follow him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, he, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah, I mean, but I mean... For conversation sake, yeah, I know you. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, grace is a movement, but um, in in difficult situations, grace is and and this is just my my thoughts, mm-hmm. my understanding. But in difficult situations, grace is what you would call a faith activator. Because it gets us to yeah, that sounds good. Believe faith something. activator. Yeah, it's a faith activator, and but it's also a faith sustainer. It it should also be a faith igniter. It's it's same thing. Yeah, yeah same thing. It's, same it should thing. be it should be able to, to catch yeah. yeah. Because yeah, when that's we, good. That's good. When we get in difficult situations and we're looking for God, or or we're looking for a reason. For things that's that's going on, and what, the thing is, it's a, it's also a growing process mm. to get you to grow from one place to the next place, and so um, in talking about the situation that that I went through, mm-hmm. where I am today from that day. Three months ago, you talking about the recent yeah, event? Yeah. Okay. It's light years away because my mindset back then mm-hmm. is totally different now. Mm-hmm. Because what the situation did for me mm-hmm. was it gave me an open door to get back to what's important, and that's relationship. It's relationship with God. It's relationship with the word it's it's um you know it caused me to seek and and the thing about bad situations where we have to ask where god is our imaginations run wild and we start saying you know we we get the when we in a difficult situation our imaginations are everywhere and we start saying a bunch of religious stuff Okay. And the thing is, is that I mean, okay, like expound on that for somebody who says religious stuff because what I mean, give me an example. That you you start resorting back to Christianese sayings yeah, or it's kind of like it's kind of like something happened to you and you say, uh, God allowed this to happen to me because I wasn't praying enough. Or I wasn't so you, reading so you're condemning enough. yourself. You're condemning yourself. And that's what, and and second Corinthians 10, 10 5 talks about casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. My God. And bringing into captivity mm. every thought to the obedience of Christ. And people, you know, people just, just they, they, they go out on these wild notions, and 
and that when when things go on in their life and so they what they'll actually try to do they'll do one or two things they'll try to justify it and put it on God or they'll hide it and then in that justification that's kind of like a pass to justify their behavior in a sense because they'll quickly put it on God and say well God did this because whatever but what you're saying is based on the scriptures you just gave heard them a million times mm -hmm. but in this sense in this sense where God at they ring out clear as a bell because there has to be a constant reminder so okay I guess my question is how excuse me how does one Find, or how does the grace movement pick the lock in your mind to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when you find out about the grace move message, yeah. where were you prior to spiritually? Where were you at? Because you were in a, you know, I'm assuming you was at your, your old church. I was at my old church, and, but and were you introduced to it there, or was it upon yeah, your exodus? I had been, uh, I've been listening to Pastor Dollar since the eighties. I remember you told me the story behind and that. So, you know, I, I mean, and I just always listened to him. But the thing is, is that I didn't get an understanding of grace until seven years ago, and when I got that understanding, I started seeking it because it it it, okay. it tweaked it tweaked something in my spirit and said and a light went off in my head and so since then because you got to know that once you get an understanding of something in the word that the enemy will do everything he can to rob you of that seed to rob you of that he'll mm -hmm. come right in and try to take it he'll show you this or he'll show you that or he'll suggest this or he'll suggest that and as he does this in the form we, of a thought in the form of a thought, thought. right and when he does this we have a choice okay we have a choice we have a choice to go with what the word says or go with what he says so at it's a crossroad crossroad it's so crossroad. so basically basically we can assume that on a daily basis we are facing crossroads. Right. Are we going to take the road less traveled? What choice you going to make? Right. Um, okay, that's good stuff. You know, what choice you going to make in this situation? Um, uh, and um, Second Chronicles seven fourteen tells us if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. And that's our problem. We don't humble ourselves and pray. We don't get to ourselves and talk to God and and pray in the spirit. And in those situations, man, we just we just, we just doing our own thing. And then we chalk it up and when things don't turn out the way that they're supposed that we think they're supposed to 
then we think that God is punishing us. God can't punish us. He's not punishing us. We pr pretty much punish ourselves. So, okay. it says, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Seeking God is, a, is it's a premise of relationship. You ain't going to look after what you're not attached to. Mm, that's good, too. That's good. You're not going to look at what you're that's not good. attached to. And um, being attached to God is like, man, that's just, that's, it's, it's like your navigation system. GPS? It's like your GPS. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show you, the Holy Spirit going to show you which way to go. And even if you take an offering, the GPS will reroute. Will reroute you and put you back on the right track. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It's a GPS. And the, and the good thing about that is, as the Spirit moves, even if you get way out the way, it'll take you longer to get to where you're going. Sometimes when you cut it off, that's the only thing. When, when you when you cut it off, that's all when you're not connected. But as long as that GPS, as long as that spirit man is open, he will always have a track on you. But the minute you cut him off, there's no there's no there's no well there's always there's no connection from you up. He's always got us on the radar. But we are the ones got to decide if we gonna use that tool or not. Right. So when you say where God at, like you said earlier, it's like you have to automatically know in your mind, and I think you need to redirect the question, rephrase where you at. <laughs> Cause remember, he ain't he ain't left. He ain't moved. He ain't moved. You know, God is distanced himself from me, and you know, I think he's mad at me. And, well, and this is one of the things you said that the enemy offers up yeah. to you in the in the form of a thought. So there's some there's some foundational things that you have to keep in the front lobe of your mind. Like you said, when the situation that happened to you, I mean, that's pretty much like a blind side. You know what I'm saying? You caught off guard. But I think, well, I know rather, that made it made you a stronger believer. What makes you a stronger believer? You ain't in the picture. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what makes you a stronger believer? I mean, well, it, it, it um, makes your foundation that much more galvanized. Um, because if another situation comes up again, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Here we go. So let me ask you this. What do we gain? What is it that we gain being in relationship with God? Because, I mean, what, I'm, what do we what, gain? What do we gain being in relationship with God? I mean, a laundry list of things. I mean, like, like you said, your faith, um, your relationship, Guidance, 
I mean, this, the list is infinite. It is, but I think the main thing is that we gain strength and we gain courage. Right. To endure. We get yeah. We for 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 the next. And this is this is this is um, Deuteronomy thirty one six. This tells us this. It says, "Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of him, because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you." So. With that being, who is them? Who is them? Anybody that's not with you. No. Who, them is trouble. Because actually it's telling you not to be afraid or not to worry about trouble. Because he's always with you. As Christians, we got we, we got an upper hand. Because mm -hmm. what happened when we when we initially gave ourselves to Christ, he didn't we, it, it wasn't that we had to look up and pray because because he placed himself, placed his spirit in our hearts, all we got to do is look down and pray and pray. You didn't have to and do that. We don't, we, <laughs> you don't. You, you don't get, have to do you, that. You pray with your eyes. You can pray walking either way with your eyes closed. If trouble, if them yeah. or they is behind you, yeah. literally, that, you can be like, that's the them though. Yeah. Okay. It's trouble. It's trouble. Okay. And we make the mistake. Well, all, all, every day, all the time, we make the mistake of talking to God about our trouble instead of talking to our trouble about our God. And when we do that, that short circuits. That short circuits your faith because you're putting things in reverse. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Repeat that last part one more time. We make the mistake of talking to our problems or our troubles. Talking to God about our troubles and our problems instead of talking to our problems about our God. So in other words, when Jesus was up in the mountains with Satan, that's the example of what he had to, because we know the enemy knows the word too. He had to remind him of man don't live on bread alone. He, he kept saying it is written. So he was telling the adversary, look, uh, my man, this is what my God does. You know, mm -hmm. and then the enemy had a nerve to, well, he just doing his job. It ain't the nerve. Um, to try to chastise him. You know, he said, okay, well, if that's God, no, it was the uh, when when he was on the cross with the thieves, two thieves, and he said, if, if, if your God is all that, then get us down from here. Well, that go back to what you just said earlier because oftentimes we wonder in, in times of trouble where God is. And it seemed like one it's person not, on... It's not even that. It's, it's, it's where, where are we? Right. Where are you in your relationship with God? But look, but look, but look at the, 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 the setup. You had one thief on either side of Christ. Mm -hmm. One was remorseful. Mm -hmm. He knew where he was at. 
because he had he realized that he was in he was in the presence of the Son of Man, and he said, "Remember me, Lord." Whatever. And the other one was like, "Man, get us up out of here, dog." You know what I'm saying? And what he tell the other guy? Now this is a people who have already been tried, proven guilty. Even Christ had been proven guilty, tried, and they were just hung out to dry. And the one had enough wherewithal to say, man, if your kingdom is, is such, man, remember me when you get the kingdom. And DC, you get the other, it, it was an interesting how both of them were on, it's funny, it's like east and west. You know, they were at two different ends of the spectrum. So one knew where God was at, and one really ain't care what God was at. Right. That's true. That's true. But um, we are running out of time. And the thing is, let's, let's uh, difficult situations are faith activators, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, and so in that, and this is what my pastor told me, because I was, you know, what I was looking for I was looking for it, you know, and I was like, where is it? Where is it? And this is the scripture that she gave me. She said, Hebrews 1 tells us, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I'm and asking, where is it or where is God? I mean, where is, where is the thing that you're praying for or looking for? Mm -hmm. It's now. Present. It's present. It's present. Just because you didn't, you can't see it, doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean it's not happening. What it means is that even though we don't know why a thing is happening or when that thing will change, we stand in faith knowing that everything you need has already been provided for. And the answer is in relationship. Mm. Super Apostle. What's your cash app? Man, send it. Oh, yeah, by the way, worse, dude. later on, we're going to have the Patreon and, and cash app. So if you want to bless the ministry, yeah, the support the ministry. Terrible. So we, so, and what, 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 what we're going to prophesy? In about two years, we're going to be in the full-fledged studio. I'm a, I'm a, I'm we're going to be in the full-fledged studio with guests and, yeah. and sound engineer. And I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. That's the thing, is that I'm not quitting and you know, my um, me and my daughter have been talking about um, brand, brands. Okay. Building a brand, and that's. If y'all didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, um, Lil D is a, she a big brand. G is a monster yeah. when it comes to editing and yeah, branding. Little genius for somebody who's really just starting. Yeah, she just. Started. But but that's how the mind. If your mind is dressed in the right things. That's right. It it becomes the creative nova. It just comes to you. The stuff just comes to you. Yeah. Where we be looking at people be paying hundreds of dollars for is in what is what the pastor always say, is in the house Same already. House. Yeah. So that's what we I'm working on. I'm working on a brand. Okay. That now when you say brand, what what what's covered under that brand? Are we are we talking about what are we talking about as far as merchandise and 
Or just building the brand of the ministry itself. Before we even get to merchandise and all that kind of stuff, the brand that I'm trying to build is a brand of um, a right relationship with God. Okay. That's what. That's the brand because people don't don't want anything to do with church, or they don't want anything to do with church people, and that has to change. Okay. And the reason why it has to change is because. It's not God that has created this uh, this this spectrum where people don't want anything to do with church, church people, or anything like that. God didn't create that. He created us to be in relationship with him. And so, you know, just based on uh, what grace has helped me understand I'm just trying to let other people or help other people understand what God has helped me understand. And so the brand that we're building, <clears throat> and that's exactly why we're, you know, the brand that we're building is a radical brand. It's a radical brand, and this is why we're going through, we're going to be in this book in 2020, if, unless, unless I finish we, unless we finish all of these podcasts before the year is out, but I'm looking to be in this book, and I'm asking, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will grab this book, and as we go through it, as we, you know, get revelation from it, that you go with it, go through it with us. So, we want to thank you guys for tuning in today, and we will see you. Next time on the Grace Cafe. Oh, by the way, there will possibly be a link at the bottom of this video to purchase that book on Amazon. So we're going to research that and have a link so the people that want to purchase the book and get introduced to the Grace message, um, it'll, go right, it'll go right to it. That's cool. That's yeah. What, that's what's up. All right, guys. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to The Grace Cafe. Join us next week for The Grace Cafe. God bless. searching my mind